Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is the GM Shuffle. This Super Bowl is about the greatness of Bill Walsh. And that's the Super Bowl ring that you have on Yeah, right I've been now, wearing right? that one. I've been wearing this one all Yeah, week. I got it refitted. I've been wearing it to honor him. Because I didn't deserve this shit. I was a slappy. I mean, I was driving people around. I mean, like, I did nothing other than pick people up at the airport to deserve this ring. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefei. Welcome to another edition of the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. I'm your host, Femi Abebefei. As always, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Our producer, Elliot Bowman, with us on the side here, side of the screen, on the ones and twos. There they go. You know, we're Look right here. Shirt on. Look at you. I, I, I'm, you I'm doing the DKN. DraftKings Network. Yeah, you like all those guys. As soon as I get gear, throw it right on. Yeah, I know how you do that. Shit. I mean, I mean, I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, I think it's beautiful. It looks you know? lovely on you. It really it's does. Fantastic. It's good. To, it's you know? good to have you here today. I appreciate you showing up. <laughs> it's good you know. To have me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. A little bit of traffic on the I-15 oh, here in yeah. Vegas. You, you know, know, one wrong, as Parcells would say, one wrong, all wrong, Femi. <laughs> one wrong. All, there's no excuse for traffic. I mean, you got to account for traffic. How's your Super Bowl week treating you, though? I mean, we've been here for now like a, like a handful of days. I mean, it, everything's going good for you yeah i think it's going pretty good i mean you know it's it's been fun I, i've got done a lot of book promotion for football done right there i've gotten go. uh I, I got to do some boston radio which was kind of interesting and fun i was gonna say uh, you i saw that say, clip yeah, yeah you saw that clip that was fun i mean you know uh that was a good time. I enjoyed that. That was fun to talk about that. And then, because that's obviously a topic of conversation. Everybody wants to go down that Belichick can't coach anymore and he's mm-hmm. ridiculously bad. So that was fun. And, and it's been good to see a lot of people here. I saw the great Jerry Rice yesterday, so that made my day. Nice. And, uh, you know, I think, you know what I really want to hit on today as we start? I think this is really important. The league won't do this, but this is really important. This Super Bowl is about the greatness of Bill Walsh. And the reason it's about the greatness of Bill Walsh is because this game represents everything he believed in. So the two offenses come from him, the West Coast. Okay, Andy Reid learned the West Coast through Mike Holmgren, and Mike Holmgren learned it through Bill Walsh. Kyle Shanahan learned the West Coast offense through his father, Mike Shanahan, who learned it through all of his career, through his development, through that. So 
the two offenses, even though they have a variation of going into different directions, whether it's the outside zone, whether it's shotgun, all that, it stems from the, the white oak of Bill, Bill Walsh. And organizationally, how these two organizations run, which is kind of an interesting conversation to have because we are in this world of collaboration in the NFL. That's the key word. We yep. love that word, right? We love collaboration. Yep. Let's all collaborate together. You know, even though five, ten, you know, half of the people in the room have no idea what they're talking about, right? As long as they have a voice, though. Well, it's like the, what I did that interview in Boston. A lot of people think, you know, they think, you know, it's the great Uncle Junior line. So many people are, are, are so far out of the race, they actually think they're in the lead. A lot of people in the collaboration world think they're in the lead. You know, and they've been lapped twice. But anyway, anyway, let's get back to the point here. The point is, is that the organization that Wall set up when he became the when he became the head coach of the 49ers and he hired John McVay to be his general manager. But he worked for him. Kyle hires hires John Lynch to be his GM. Andy hires Brett, John Dorsey, then Brett Veach became his GM. So the structures of both organizations, the philosophy of both organizations, the development of the quarterbacks of, of both organizations. I mean, this is a game where if Walsh were alive today, he would feel very proud that all the work that he's been able to do over his career and the impact, the everlasting impact, as he's passed away now, you know, since 2007 was when he passed away, you know, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about 16 years, right? We're talking about, what, seven and t- we're in 24? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're talking about 16 years that he's passed away, uh, or 17 years that he's passed away, and, and here we are. And he's still impacting pro football. And so, to me, this Super Bowl, like, a, if the league really understood all this that we're talking about, they would have his son do the coin flip. Of course, they're not going to do that because his son doesn't, you know, they want probably, you know, they probably want some megastar to do the coin <laughs> flip. But really, that the coin should have him on one side of it. See, and this is where I think we missed the boat in the NFL. We missed the boat on honoring those before us, right? The game is here today, and it's an incredible game, and it's put a lot of people in a wealthy category. It's put a lot of people in the 50% tax bracket, right? You know, because, and a lot of that comes from him, and we should honor that. We should honor that. And, and there's ways to do it, slightly. You know, when I was in the league, I used to get so pissed off. I would always email somebody in the league office, like, on September 3rd, why wouldn't we have an honoring of Vince Lombardi? It was the day he died. Why wouldn't we honor that? We should. We should. But, we should. of course, nobody cares about that. Everybody's just moving on to the next one. So that's really, to me, what I, I try to spread that, that every show I do here, and I've done a lot of them. I've tried to spread every show to, to talk about the greatness of Walsh, his impact, how he saw the game, where it is today, and his great ability to predict what was going to happen in the future. And that's the, the Super Bowl ring that you have on Yeah, right I've been now, wearing right? that one. You've been I've wearing been, this one all Yeah, week. I got it refitted, and I've been wearing it. And really, I've, I've been wearing it to honor him because I didn't deserve this shit. I was a slappy. I mean, I was driving people around. I mean, like, I did nothing other than pick people up at the airport to deserve this ring. But I, they were kind something. enough to get it to me. <laughs> I know my, I know, you know, I know my role, and I know what I was able to do, but I know the generosity, and, and I know that what I've learned from him is is everlasting. And so... For me, it's been great, you know, and I, and I think to me, we just should, we should honor that. And the coaches that listen to this podcast should should really understand how great he was and go to YouTube and watch some of those clips because I really believe we're headed back there. I think we're transitioning back from this all we're going to be in shotgun all the time into we're going to be some under center. I could see us being in more two-back stuff. I could see this coming. Kyle's still in two-back stuff with Juszczyk, right? Yep. I could see it starting to happen. And, you know, there always is a shift return back to the norm. 
Have you had a favorite radio hit that you've done so far? Because you've been all over the place. I mean, you've been working this thing seven, I, I, I have 12. Not, I've been booked. I have not. I'm saying. I, you know, I don't want to make it appear like I'm walking around <laughs> saying, please talk to me. Like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want that. Like, I'm not trying to do that. Um, it's more like, can we please talk to you, no, Michael No, I mean, I'm trying to get my book promoted. So the, we have a book. We have DraftKings books me. And, you know, and we have uh, – we have DraftKings, and we have the, my book promoter yep. at Hatchet Book. Uh, uh, she does a great job, you know, for me in terms of being able to book all those stuff. So uh, I, I, I really appreciate all that. But I, I don't know. I've had a lot of them. Uh, 98.5 was your favorite? Oh, I enjoyed that. I really did. I didn't know I good. was getting hit with that. You know, I didn't good. know when, 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 he went to, when he went to that tweet from – Patrick Pass, who isn't really Patrick Pass, right? It's some somebody else. I don't know who yeah. it is, right? When he went to that tweet, I said, okay, the game's on now, right? But what I like the most about it is the two guys sitting to my left, right? Those two guys, they got a thousand opinions. But when I showed up, all of a sudden, they became church mouses. Like, and that's when I said to the guy when I got off the air, I said, boy, you did a hell of a job, Tony. Like, really? I mean, you know, let, you let Michael do all the fighting for you? But look. <laughs> They have an agenda. They have a story they want to push. They're talk radio in the afternoon. That's what they do. They have no clue, so, so we get that straight, right? Like they have, they're so far out of the race, they think they're in the lead. Yep. But, but that's life. That's, it's good, and I appreciate it, aided it, and I think Michael has a shtick that he does. I'm not sure he believes everything he's saying, but so be it, you know? So yeah. be it. All they kept saying is, look at the scoreboard, look at the scoreboard, look at the scoreboard. Like, how does that make any sense at all, right? Don Shula went four years with the great Dan Marino and didn't make the playoffs, you know? It's, it's really wonderful. And, I mean, I, I guess as fans, every, the, the, I encourage everyone to check that out, 98. Oh, you liked it, huh? I, 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 I enjoyed it. I watched the all 24 minutes of it. Uh, I was like, okay, look at look, look at the guy I, I didn't even know when it was going to end. I just thought we were just going to keep going. I, I thought it, was it was good. It was good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, it, you know, somebody's got to stand up for the guy. The guy won six Super Bowls, right? You know, it's like ridiculous. They just dismiss him like he's so, – like But what did he do in 2023? Uh, it's like he's rich fucking co-tight all of a sudden. You know, he went from being this great coach. Oh, you're just a friend of his, Lombardi. No, I, like, I, I would say the same thing about Pete Carroll. Like, don't be shitting on Pete Carroll. Like, yeah. Pete Carroll should belongs in the Hall of Fame. Like, right? Like, like give the these people that talk about, oh, what have you done? You know, and did he treat Mac nicely? How about did Mac treat him nicely? Throwing fucking interceptions all over the place. You know, that, I, that's what I wanted to do. Can we sit down and watch tape together and I could show you how bad Mac played? Can I do that? You know, can I show you that a guy's wide open here and he wouldn't throw it to him even though they practiced that play 25 times in practice? Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. stop making excuses. It's the same crap. How many times have I been asked, what should the Bears do? Should they bring Justin Fields back? You know, like, I've been asked that a thousand times. Say, on, get ready for it. <laughs> That's this whole offseason. It's get all ready. we're talking about. Get ready for Everybody it. wants to talk about it. And then when I say, well, you know, if Luke Getzey doesn't want him, then it's going to be hard. And then they look at me like I'm strange. You're like, well, no, I didn't think about that. Well, maybe we should think about that, right? And then I think what Schefter put out there that they could get a, maybe a one or a two. So, obviously, that became the gospel, and maybe yeah. they can. You know, there's teams desperate. Look, that front office down in Atlanta, they'll dazzle you. I'm sure they'll go after them. <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> the, the Terry Fontenot-led uh, organization for the Atlanta Falcons. But Who's we, taking great pride, great pride, in the fact that he kept Bill out of that building. Taking great pride in it. Hey. He's taking great pride in it. And, he, and, you know, he should. It was a great move. It was really a coup. It was a coup. you got to be honest with it. I mean, you know, Thomas Dimitrov went on – 
went on PFT, I think, or said it. You know, I said it five days ago. Of course, you know, he would never put that on there. But the, the reality of it is, is, like, he should take credit. He is the reason why. Him and Rich. McKay's still working behind the scenes. It's the greatest thing of all. When you can, when you can be Kaiser Sose, you know, where you can work behind the scenes. You and know, none of the responsibility. <laughs> and orchestrate everything and then wash your hands of it and say, I have nothing to do with it. Don't yell at me. I have nothing to do with it. I'm going to go work in another office. Like, that's brilliance. I, I admire that. I admire that. You've been there since 2003. You've been able to. He's powerful in the league office. I get all those things, right? I appreciate all that. You know, I'm not playing that game. That's probably why I don't work in the league, because I don't play that game. But the reality of it is, is you you, you got to respect Kaiser Sose. you got to respect the guy that could orchestrate everything, you know. And I don't know who verbal Kent was in this whole scenario. I won't go down that road, but, you know, we'll see. Hey, it's part of the game. It's, you got the game is the game. You got to politic, and the, 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 these are the things that happen within. And the And you NFL get so many dumb people that fall into the trap. You know, they they just couldn't wait hook line the sinker. That's why I got told Fegler, whatever the hell his name, Michael. I call him Michael. I like what I mess I up. With. You know what? I was so happy the other day when I was over talking to Russo. And he can't pronounce Rolowski's name either. I was going to say, so, did, you, did you see Danny It was Danny so o? good. I, I heard he was out here on, on Radio I, Row yesterday. I've not seen him. I've not passed him. I'm sure oh, he, you know, I, I haven't seen him yet. But I heard him and him we, and Russo gotta got into it. Yeah. We got to get that together. I mean, oh. I, 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 people want you and Danny O to have a football conversation. Now, I don't think the worldwide leader <laughs> would want that. I don't think the worldwide <laughs> leader would want that at all. You know, I mean, I don't think they would want that at all. Because, you know, Danny's getting ready to be an offensive coordinator in the league. I can't wait for that. Hey. He, you know, <laughs> he's been called a lot of time. Hey, well, can you come in and coordinate our offense? Okay, here we go right now. He's not the first person that's been called from the get-up set. Oh, yeah. You I mean, exactly. I mean, Saturday I'll give <laughs> okay. him his notes. Okay. Our, guy, our guy Saturday in the park. That was on the get-up set. We're just getting warmed up here on the GM Shuffle podcast. We'll get into the game. We'll get more into what's been going on at Super Bowl week and everything that's been happening here in Las Vegas. Super Bowl 58, the Chiefs, the Niners. It's a whole lot of fun here. Right now, the Niners' two-point favorites. We'll get into all of that stuff coming up here in a little bit. And also the field condition. That's been a concern here for the 49ers. We'll discuss that next year on the GM Shuffle. Wake up, Femi. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. I mean, these second-round playoffs have been unreal, and we have the conference finals now on the horizon. Make sure you get all those futures bets in before the value disappears. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets in. Instantly, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHUFFLE. That's code SHUFFLE for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
All right, we got Super Bowl week going on here in Las Vegas. Yeah, what about you? Know, what have you been doing? You know, Super I know you got a bachelor good. party planned, huh? Where's this going to be? I didn't get an invite to this. <laughs> That's going to be in a couple weeks. Where? In Scottsdale. That's where we're going. Oh, wow. We're, we're going, it's we're, a road trip? We're, we're, we're playing a road trip. You live game. in the city that has game. every bachelor party known But I live time. here. But I didn't want to do it where I why, live. Why wouldn't you just you know? get like a hotel room in the town and pretend you don't live here? You know, I, part of me thought about that, but I wanted like a true vacation. So. How is that a vacation? Going so to play like, think you could have a staycation. You'd go down and get to the Bellagio, kind of chill, get your bathrobe on. You know, I thought Millie was going to have a heart attack. We checked in the hotel. They didn't have a bathrobe. Uh-oh. I had to go tip the guy to get a bathrobe Uh-oh. up to the room. You know, it's like, holy shit, you know. That's, like, that's, sure like a, you're that's probably, a point of contention yeah. for you guys? Well, for her, she has to have a bathrobe. It's like the guy, you know, my man Brilliantly Dumb, Robbie Berger. He always, you ever see him in those videos where he has the bathrobe on all the time? It's great. <laughs> hey, who doesn't love a bathrobe? I know, do. it, oh, Tony it, Soprano it's, it's loved nice. one, too. He did. I'm not you know, a bathrobe walk guy. down there, you know, get the, get the paper. Why? Why are you like? Why are you going out of town? I just wanted to get it's just like a fresh vibe, you know. Just a, it's like a fresh vibe. Get out then, of town. But then I go bit. back. Now we're back to the Larry David travel thing for wait, wait for weddings and stuff. Now you're making people fly there, pay for the ticket. Oh, they're they're, they're definitely flying here for the wedding. Yeah, they're flying here for the wedding. They got to fly there for the bachelor party. Like you could have done one stop. I would have done it here. I mean, like, what is there? Is there a better town than this? For I couldn't imagine one. Elliot, you think there's a better town than this? I mean. It, it, this is the bachelor party, like, capital, but just because I live here, I wanted something different. Oh, so you're like Big Daddy, afraid somebody might know who you are here or something? Also that. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> right. Like, Big Daddy. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to say anything. So, you know, I, I, I mean. They don't know who you are. What do you care what you say? <laughs> well, hey, that, that, that's what's going on for my bachelor party. That's in a couple of weeks. I'm sure nobody cares about that. But what's going on right now for the Super Bowl? Field conditions. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, the Niners, there, there was talks about how they were not happy with what they with had the practice about the practice field, field right. and everything like that. But that shouldldn't be a concern on game day, though. You well, don't I think? Think that, well, I think what he's trying to say is, look, we want a hard track. We want a fast track. We've got to be able to win this game. We, our defensive front's got to play good, which they haven't. Yeah. And if the field isn't – and he wanted a hard track to practice on to get the players used to that. And I think that's probably what he's, what he's complaining about. I, I still, for the life of me, Femi – for the absolute life of me, I still can't understand how the National Football League allowed the Chiefs to go into the Raiders facility. Strange. I, 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 for the life of me, this just shows you how nobody understands the history of the league. Did I tell you this on the last pod? I don't think we did. Did we talk about it? We, t- we talked about it. It might have been after the podcast that we talked about it. But we, we talked about Clark Hunt? Yep. I mean, Lamar Hunt? Yep. And about how he was negotiating the deal. Like, if you know that about Al and you know how bitter that was for that moment for him, he would, you, Al would have been standing in front of that. There's no way. So, anyway, we did it. We talked about it in the last pod. But I, I think to me, you know, I, I would have flipped it. But I, I think the, the, the bigger concern I have is if you watch last year's tape, you know, and if you're an Eagle fan, you could honestly make the case that that field screwed up their defensive front. They didn't get the pressure that they thought they would get on them, right? 60, 60 of their 70 sacks in Philadelphia came from their defensive line last year. And it really didn't, you didn't feel the presence of their team there. And I think if that's the case here, if that field at, at Allegiant isn't perfect, I, I think it's going to be really insane. But I, I think to me, that's something that has to get corrected. The other thing that should be corrected too, the man that built the Legion field, I want to take a moment and talk about this for a second mm. too. So, when we were at the Raiders, when we were at the Raiders, uh, you know, everybody that works for the Raiders always came from somewhere else, right? Yep. But the linkage always went back to Al. 
somewhere in Al's background. Like we had this guy, John Herrera, who was, I don't, I'm not sure what he did. I'm never sure what he did. He was always around. He was the advanced guy that really did not much of an advancement, but he was there. You know, and but you, he got his job because his father was Al Davis's car dealer. So there's always a link, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes those links prove to be really beneficial with people that come in the building, and sometimes not so much. But anyway, so one of the guys, one of the one of the young guys that came into the building, was the grandson of Al Davis's basketball coach at Erasmus High School back in Brooklyn. Okay. Okay, and this guy's man name is Mark Bedane, and Mark Bedane ended up starting answering phones at El Segundo, and he worked himself all the way up to become the chief financial officer and then eventually became the president of the team. So obviously he's a very good friend of mine. I love him like a brother. And so we were there, and, um, you know, we're bro- we didn't really have ever- – the Raiders, we didn't have any money. We're always, we were always de- deferring money out to the season because, you know, the money wa- – the, the, it was a cash flow thing, right, because you, you don't get your money during it. So anyway, he did a great job. The stadium situation was always a problem in Oakland. And so he brokered the deal to get to Las Vegas. And, and, I, and, and when he was doing it, I was calling him Hyman Roth, the most powerful man in the NFL, because nobody really knew what he was doing and how he was doing it. And there's a great scene in The Godfather where Hyman's talking about uh, Mo Green, and there's not even a plaque to represent what he's done for the city. You know, and, and so... And that, that was really Bugsy Siegel who he's talking about. And there's not a plaque here for Bugsy. At the Ma Museum there is, but not in town. But this stadium that they have here, the guy that built it, the guy that made the Raiders is Bedane. And unfortunately, he doesn't get enough credit because there was obviously he's no longer with the franchise. There was an accounting issue that he really had nothing to do with, but he took the fall for it. And now he's moved on with his career. And he's, he's, very, he's one of the smartest. He is Hyman Roth. And so... To me, there should be a plaque for him here. There should be a tribute to him because the Raiders would not have this cash capital if it wasn't. Because when we were there, we were struggling. Now Mark Davis is a very wealthy man. And this move here, which is interesting, if the Chargers would have moved here, they would have been wealthy. They're struggling in L.A. Whereas if the Raiders would have moved to L.A., they wouldn't have been struggling. They would have been fine. It's kind of interesting. But I wanted to pay tribute to my man, Bedane, because he, he deserves the mention of it. And all those guys that helped Mark move here that were in Bedane's army, the Tommy Blanda, who was our accountant at the Raiders, Mark Shear, who worked there too, ran Raider Image. All those guys got lost in the shuffle, you know, and they all got fired from here for whatever as they took over. And the guy left standing is, is Mark, and Mark's been able to, to really benefit from it, which then leads me to this whole Raider, this Raider way thing. It's driving me crazy, Femi. That's what everyone's hearing. The, the, the Raider way, Antonio Pierce, new head coach, this is something that they, they've been trying to, I guess, reestablish out there in Las Vegas. And it's as, driving as, me as, crazy. As somebody who knew the man. It has nothing to do. There's nothing that Antonio is saying that has anything to do with Al Davis. Like, I, I wish he would call me I because I, mean, I would help him. I really would. I'm not anti-Antonio Pierce. I don't have any children that work there anymore, and I'm happy about that. I'm okay. I'm not bitter. that they, I mean, that's, as Hyman Ross said, this is the business we've chosen. Yep. Right? So you can't get mad when you get fired. It's the business we've chosen. However, somebody needs to be educated on the Raider way. You know, now they have Ken Herrock, who's been part of the searches. But I don't know if Ken's talking to Pierce to tell him because all the crap that he's saying ain't the right away. It is not the Rich Gannon and I were talking about the other day. Like, this is not 
who the Raiders are. The Raiders are about size. The Raider way is about size and speed. It's about physical dominance. It's about great defensive fronts. It's about an offensive line that will kick the crap out of you. It's about playing with physical toughness. You know, he's talking about some of that, but it's not – that's not what it, it's about. The it's about the organization's ability to build a team. That's the Raider way, and a lot of people that have had this job since Mark's taken over have no idea. Nobody's really explained it to them. Nobody's really explained it. It go back to Del Rio, Gruden. I mean, you're talking about the Raider way. You hired Gruden. Gruden drafts Cleveland Farrell. Didn't run a forty. Yeah. I mean, Al Davis would never take Cleveland Farrell. He didn't run a forty. Like, there's no chance. No. So, anyway, I don't know how we got off on that subject, but I wanted to pay tribute to Bedane. <laughs> no, it, which is good because, like, none of this happens here in Las Vegas if not for oh, all of the no people question. that are here. It, it, that, that he does, the Raiders, he deserves a ton of credit. Now, he's getting, he got invited to the owner's dinner on Saturday night. He's got to go over there and hobnob. Where's that at? I think that's at the Fountain Blue. Oh, my man Barry. Have you ever been to Barry's? I've been to Barry's. My man Barry, who owns Barry's, a wonderful human being. If you ever come to Vegas and you listen to this pod, go to Barry's Steakhouse. It's down in the Phenomenal. Phenomenal. They're not sponsoring the pod, but they, they should. They should because they're great. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it if they want to sponsor it. <laughs> but no, they don't have to. They're so wonderful to us when we walk in there. But I think to me the, the reality here is that, uh, that that Barry's doing some of the cooking over there for okay. the owners. He's going to do some of the cooking nice. over there for the owners. And they're having this, some big party. Which, what I don't think people realize is that the, visit, the home team loses money on the game. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize that at all. Well, because what happens is you have to give the you you have to buy sweets for your for your sweet holders. Like okay. if you own a suite at Allegiant, you don't necessarily get that suite for the Super Bowl. You have to then rebuy it. It gives you a chance to re. So the team to entice you to buy a suite says, "Look, we'll buy your suite. We'll give you a suite for the Super Bowl." Right? Mm-hmm. Well, the the NFL's like, "No, no, no, no. You're going to pay for that suite too, right?" Like, there's no comps. Right? It's like when people call you up and say, "Hey, can I, I, like, do I have a rewards card yeah. or anything like that?" Hey, can <laughs> I get can I get six tickets to the game on 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 Sunday? Sure, you get six tickets. You got a credit card? Oh, boy, but what? I say high school football here now. Like, wait a minute, we're not letting you in for free. So they got to pay for it. So you got so that money costs cost right? Yeah. And then, and then you got to pay for that. And then you got to so the suites. And then you got to throw a big party, which is probably going to cost them probably. Five to eight million dollars to throw the big party, and then you got to buy a bunch of tickets for the people that don't have suites for other yeah. things. So it ends up being a really expensive venture. You you don't make really money off of it. It's great exposure, but you don't make money off of it. I was gonna say it's gonna be a really big advertisement for Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. So I guess at some point maybe they'll make that up here. But real quick before we had to break here, we got a couple minutes left. Andy Reid he was asked about the retirement stuff there. We've talked about this a little bit, but. We don't think that Andy Reid's going to retire after We had Peter King on the show. Peter was great. And Peter rode with Andy two years ago. I love that, that Andy Reid journals every day. You know, Which and is really good. It's incredible. Now, he says Andy Reid's handwriting is incredible. I would love to see it because, like, Belichick's handwriting is incredible. Like he, but Belichick prints, but it's like it's almost like he's got a typewriter for is a it. Was he Times New Roman or something? Uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And he said Andy Reid, King said it. It was like a so – he, so he does it. And both he and I – Peter King and I both, like, what would Andy do? Like, what would he do if he didn't do this, right? Like, I don't know what he would do. So yeah. um, I hope he doesn't. He's too good for the game. It's like, you know, there's certain things. Larry Brown talked about this a lot. You know, when Larry Brown was, t- was coaching the Sixers, like, he always talked about the good of the game. Like, the, for the good of the NFL, we need a good team in Washington. The Raiders need to be good. Like, there's certain Andy Reid needs, needs to be coaching. That's for the good of the game. Yeah. 
No, I think he's really for the good of the game and what he's been able to do. With a bunch of coaches who have been under him have gone on to coaching jobs there, and and it's really his offense is always fun to see. And now he kind of has Mahomes there as like his masterpiece, which is kind of what we talked about with Kyle Shanahan. Like this is Kyle Shanahan's masterpiece here for what he's. And, and when we come back from the break, let's let's dispel this legacy crap because. I want to kind of talk about that. Everybody says if Kyle, you know, if he loses, does it affect his legacy? We'll talk about that when we come back. I know we have to, ones and twos have to go right now. <laughs> That's a big question. I was asked about that earlier this week. We will get into that on the other side here. We're going to take a quick break, though. This is the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi. Michael, you said you wanted to pick up where we well, went off with the legacy talk here for Kyle Shanahan. If you were not to win this game, yeah, you know, it's it's so funny. People have such short memories. You know who Bud Grant was, right? Yeah. He went to four Super Bowls. He lost every one of them. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. The great Marv Levy went to four Super Bowls. Four he lost straight. And lost all of them. He's in the Hall of Fame. Like, getting here gets you in the Hall of Fame. George Allen went to one. One. Now, George had a 71% winning percentage as a coach, but he only coached, I think, 10 years. He's in the Hall of Fame. Like, so, like, let's stop the, the, what is his legacy going to be? Like, what will happen to him? Like, he's here. He's a great, you don't get here without being a great coach. Yeah. Like, I know Barry Switzer got here, so that might be the exception, but Barry was a great college coach. I'm not trying to just, but Barry kind of was on the, yeah. co he's kind of like with me with this ring here. He was on the coattails, right? He might not have been driving to the airport, but, but Barry and I probably had the same influence as he did, right? So, anyway, I, I, I just wanted to hit that. Like, that, that talk is nonsense. And, you know, the Mahomes conversation is ongoing because Mahomes' ability to adjust and a, his game like Brady had did, those are the kind of ways you keep winning. Well, everybody wants to talk about Mahomes. It's like if he wins this third one, he's the first quarterback under the age of 30 to go to four Super Bowls and all that. Like, like, what does this do for his legacy? Can he catch Tom Brady and all that stuff? Like, that's, that, that's the conversation that people are having right now here. If he were to win this game, that would be three Super Bowls in five years. It, it's, that's pretty unprecedented yeah. here. What would he be able to do? Yeah, it is. I mean, but look, they're going to keep winning because – and he's a really good coach, and he's a great player. And, and part of it, too, so we understand it. Why are they going to keep winning? Why will the 49ers keep winning? Because of the structure of how they run their organization. Everybody is aligned in this opportunity. Yeah, and everybody reports to the head coach there. That's which, right. You know, hey, I mean, apparently the teams that are out there searching for head coaches right now, they don't really want that sort of a deal here. But we do have teams that are searching for defensive coordinators. We saw the Chargers. They hired Jesse Mincher, which we felt like that was going to happen right. there. Jesse Mincher coming over from the Michigan to go over there with Jim Harbaugh there to, to coach the Chargers. But the Dallas Cowboys, they've been interviewing a bunch of former head coaches who were, used to be defensive coordinators, Ron Rivera, Mike Zimmer, yep. Rex Ryan yeah, that, interviewed that, as well. Didn't we, talk, we talked about that on the pod last week, right, that we, they were talking to him. We, just, we discussed that. Which is interesting. So here's the problem that you have to go to. Jerry's sitting there with McCarthy with one more year on his deal, right? Mm -hmm. And now he wants to hire Mike Zimmer, let's say. And he brings Zimmer in. He gives Zimmer a three-year contract. Well, what does McCarthy say? Wait a minute, you got Zimmer, he's got two more years than I have? That's a problem. If he brings in Rex, Rex ain't leaving ESPN for a one-year deal. Why would he, right? He's going to want years, and Jerry isn't going to want to pay years because Rex could probably say, screw it, I don't want to coach anymore, i got three more years coming to me. I think Ron Rivera might be the compromise candidate because Ron's still getting paid by Washington. 
So if Jerry brings oh, him in, he's still on the Washington payroll. So if something breaks at the end of the year and Jerry's got to start all over, he don't really have any debt he's carrying forward with him. So he could be the compromise candidate. Would he be the best candidate? This I don't know. I mean, I think Zimmer would be the best candidate. I would hire Martindale, but it doesn't sound like they're interested in him right now. I thought they were going to be. I was told they were going to be, but they haven't brought him in for an interview yet. I, I like Zimmer a lot. Mike's a tough guy. Zimmer might take a one-year deal. I don't know. You know, I don't think it's about money for Zimmer. I think it's about getting back in the game. And so that could be the case. But I think that's a little bit of the problem you have is because if you're McCarthy, you're like, wait a minute, you're giving this guy three. I got one. That ain't fair. It doesn't add up. No. <laughs> it doesn't add up. And I guess as a Cowboys fan, should I be concerned? Because like when, when I hear you say Ron Rivera might be the compromise candidate, I get a little bit of worried because Ron Rivera he was get he was running the defense at the end of the season for Washington. Well, he really, now. Well, I mean, it's, he took it's kind it of over. a weird, yeah, it's like a weird setup there. But still, it wasn't good. It, no, no, I, I can't <laughs> like, tell you it's going to be good. Don't you know? If you want me to lie to you, you know, I give you Uncle <laughs> give Junior's lie. I give you one of the Uncle Junior's lie. If you want me to lie to you, tell me there's a girl out back. You know, I mean, so I can't lie to you. I, I don't know. I mean, Ron hasn't coached in how long? I mean, we've seen Ron on the sidelines. He's like if Clapper clapped, what Ron's a statue. I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, you know, we used to, there was a, I think, Bill, silent I think Bill Simmons had a betting game on his old podcast, the sports guy, where if Art Shell talked, you had to take a drink, you know, because Art Shell said nothing during the game, right? Nobody could see it. Like, it would be the same game that you would play with, with, with Ron. If, he, if you saw him move his lips, you would have to say, Just wait like a minute. This. Yeah, it's always like that. Hand over the mouth, hand over the mouth, and that's and that's what it's been, and, and that's what it was in Washington. They didn't have a whole lot of success there, so we'll keep tracking this Cowboys offensive coordinator thing, though. But like, it, it, no, like crazy name that's going to be. I don't think so. Up here. It's all like these. I mean, they got head coaches they interviewed Al Harris, who's a really good coach. He's a safety yeah. coach. Maybe they promote him from within, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure Al's going to want to raise in more years. I don't know what his contract status is. A little bit of this has got to be timed up, and you say, well, Jerry shouldn't be cheap. He should just pay off the coaches. Well. You know, that's easy for us to say as fans, but, you know, if, if you hire somebody like Rex who wants to get paid the market rate for coordinators, which is somewhere between two and a half and three, four. I mean, I think Vic got over four million. He was making over four million down there. Wow. Quinn was making four million in Dallas. He got a huge contract. Schwartz is making good. I mean, so if you're going to get the market value, you don't want to carry that debt. Now you got eight million. That's why I kind of actually thought when. When Quinn got the job, I thought he would revisit the whole, do I keep Mike or not? Yeah. No, it, it's, it's interesting. Like, the coordinator jobs, I mean, we talked about Ben Johnson staying in Detroit there. Uh, I'm sure something will be done with his contract. All of these contracts there for coordinators have ended up being pretty good here so far, what we're seeing in this NFL offseason. But what we also have seen in this NFL offseason, the Green Bay Packers. Big Daddy, is he going to be the new CEO? I told him to get his goddamn – I told him he sent his resume? I told him to get his resume brushed up. I know he's very worried about his taxes right now, oh, so okay. I don't know if he can do okay. that. But I told him to get his ass in gear. <laughs> I told him to get that resume brushed up. <laughs> I, I said, I should. I'll be more than happy to be a reference for you, you know. And and I can tell you this: whoever is the next general, whoever is the next president of the rate of the Packers, yep. I am going to go and write continually, kind of like Andy Dufresne wrote constantly to get the library at Shawshank, I'm going to write constantly to get Jack Venisi's name on the Ring of Honor in Green Bay because that guy deserves it more than anybody. He, he drafted more Hall of Famers than, than Bobby Beathard drafted, than George Young drafted, 
that any of the guys who are in the Hall of Fame, he drafted way more than them all. And he, you know, he can't get into the Hall of Fame because his name, he didn't have the GM title, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. He died at 33 years old, the poor guy. And so of a heart attack, and Lombardi thanked him at the airport because they won the title. So I promise you, I'm going into full Andy Dufresne mode. I'm going to type up letters to try to, like he did for the library, to get Venisi on that ring of honor because he deserves it. Packer fans should know that they're t called title town because Horning was there, Starr was there, Kramer was there, all these, Forrest Gregg was there, Jimmy Taylor was there, and they all came from Jack Venisi. They didn't come from Vince. And Vince would be, if, if, trust me, if Vince were alive today, he would be typing with me. Yeah, no, that, that's, that, that, which has kind of been the theme of this podcast is that the history of the game has been forgotten, which is unfortunate here because it's such a rich history that we have in the NFL here. So once again, the Packers, they're going to lay out their plans for a new CEO in July of 2025. Mark Murphy, once he turns 70, no longer able to be the CEO there. So maybe Big Daddy will be the CEO for the Green Bay Packers. But also for New England, a, a new man in charge in terms yeah. of the personnel. Elliot Wolf there, who, who Ron Wolf, everybody knows that name. If you've been following the league, you know the Wolf family and what they've been able to do from a, a front office standpoint there. This is for the Patriots. It, it's it's kind of I like I like Elliot keeping a lot. it in the family there. I like Elliot a lot. Elliot's hardworking. He keeps his mouth shut. He does his job. He's he's uh, he's able to he he he's not he's 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 loyal in the right way. He'll say what he thinks. Most people link loyalty as devotion, mm -hmm. whereas you just say what the boss wants you to hear. Then you're loyal. Yeah. But loyalty really is about speaking your mind and saying what you think. And I think, I think he'll do that. I think you could see he's putting certain spin on this Patriot organization in terms of, you know, they bring in, they bring in Alex Van Pelt, who's in Green Bay. They bring, they bring Ben McAdoo in as the offensive coach. And I think Ben, and I know Ben personally, and I like Ben a lot, I think Ben's a really good evaluator of quarterbacks. I know people make fun of him on Twitter. And I, and I did it one time with his Cheesecake Factory menu, but I've gotten to know Ben really well. And I think Ben's really good. I think Ben's a really good coach, right? I think Ben, I'm not saying Ben should be a head coach again, but I think we got to stop this stupid narrative, well, he failed this. It's like Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury's a really good offensive coach. He may not be the best head coach, but, you know, it's like Spagnola. You know, everybody yeah. loves Spagnola's today. He was a horrible head coach. Exactly, yeah. Right? St. You know, Louis, that yeah. doesn't mean he can't be a great coordinator. Marion Campbell years ago was a great coordinator. was a horrible head coach. There's so many of these guys that go through it. It's the, it's the level you get to. So... For me, you know, I, I think that'll help them, the evaluation. Because I know this for a fact. McAdoo loved Mahomes at the Giants. He loved them. Mm -hmm. And they loved Davis Webb. Okay? I'm just leaving that. And that's a fact. I'm not lying about that. That's a tough pill to swallow if you're a Giants. Well, fan. I mean, it's a pill you're going to have to well, swallow. Yeah, that's <laughs> He loved Mahomes. You know, you're gonna have to take they some. You're gonna have to Webb. take your medicine, Femi. I mean, you just can't. Yeah. I can't tell you what you want to hear. You know, no, it's, it's like, what we need. If to you hear. want me to lie to you, that's a tell. I, I don't want you to lie to us, which is good. I mean, that's why our, our listeners appreciate that. How about though the people that are saying that Mike Rabel's too big for uh, to I, be? Is a head that coach? the most ridiculous thing you've ever what, heard? In your what life? is that? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm sure somebody told her that, but I, what does that mean? I mean, don't you want somebody? I mean. A, Al He's Davis, physically imposing. Al Davis what wanted, the Raider about? way is we're going to get off the bus and scare people. That's part of the Raider way. We're going to be so big and physical, we're going to scare you. Like, why? why? It just shows you how soft we're becoming, right? And, yeah. you know, here's the thing people don't understand. The reason why everybody wants this kindness and gentleness is because the more people that have never played the sport, like, you know, 
Bill Barnwell writes for ESPN. He wrote a column about how momentum doesn't exist in sports. I almost threw up when I read it. It was back at Grantland. Like, and he truly believes it. He truly believes it, right? He honestly believes that momentum doesn't exist. He thinks it's a fallacy. But there's a whole community out there that believe that crap, right? You know, and so part of that community doesn't want Vrabel in it. They don't want Belichick in it because that they don't have the credibility to stand up to them. They have numbers, but their numbers are meaningless. They've never done it. It's like, okay, Campbell should have kicked. He shouldn't have kicked. He should have gone, but he did the right thing. No, he didn't. If he goes up three scores, Kyle's in a drop back. Everybody I've talked to that knows football, that calls games, said Campbell should have kicked because it would have been a drop back pass game for Kyle. But, you know, we got all these people. Momentum doesn't exist. Can you imagine? He wrote that column on Grandland. Like, he wrote it, and, and I, and I, Bill's entitled to his opinion. Um, Barmo's entitled to his opinion. I used to watch games with him over at Simmons' house. He's entitled to all that. I disagree with every tendentious syllable of the column, but he's entitled to do with it. <laughs> Which is, like, it's funny that people talk about that stuff because, like, I, I, he's not the only person that says momentum doesn't exist. A lot of people say that. There, but every single Can we get a list of these to, people so I can start ripping every, all of them? Every person that you talk to that played in the league says, Momentum is a real thing. Of course. You ask Michael Jordan. <laughs> ask Michael Jordan what he thinks. <laughs> Let's get into the game next here on the GM Shuffle. Now has come the time for us to give our predictions for the Super Bowl. I know you've been pouring over this. I was asked earlier here on Radio Row, who's Michael going to pick? Who's he like here? I was like, I think he's leaning 49ers. I think you said that you're rooting for the 49ers I on am. the Monday pod here. Is that where you're going with the game think, that we're going to see know, on Sunday? I, I, I don't I, – I think it's too easy to say I got to go with Mahomes. And that may be true. But at some point, there's a reason why this number is not moving. There's a reason why – the Niners are the favorite. People say, how are the Niners the favorite? Why aren't they the dog? And I don't know that. I can't rectify. I can't put my head around why they're, the, why they're not favored. But I keep seeing the line, and the line, offshore there's some two-and-a-halves. All yep. over the place there's twos. It hasn't moved back. I think to me, to me, I'm counting on Kyle being able to take the Buffalo game plan, which was very effective. Buffalo had the ball for 37 minutes. They ran the ball very effectively. They averaged 4.7 a carry in the game. They only threw for 4.8 a carry. But yeah. they spread them out. Allen made plays with his feet. Allen played plays with his arm. They ran the ball effectively. And I think, to me, Kyle will come up with the right answers. And so I'm going to lean towards the Niners. I think I said 27-23. They yep. asked me on Golik and uh, uh, they asked me on, on, on the Golik, the Gojo, Gojo show. And Golik, yep. Gojo and Golik. I said 27-23. I'll stay with that. Um, I, I, you know, I just, at some point, you got to jump off and make a call. I can't believe the Niners are going to play bad again three in a row. It's been crazy what they've been doing in the playoffs. And they've been able to survive it, which is like the part which that's is achievement, remarkable. Right. It's a hell of an achievement, right? It's a hell of an achievement. Yeah, because, I, I mean, the, the Packer game, you could make an, a, a very easy argument that they should have lost that game. I mean, obviously, the NFC title game on Sunday there with the Detroit Lions, like the Lions had them kind of dead in the rights, and they were able to kind of Who'd come you back. Pick? That Who did you go with when you turned your I'm going with in. Kansas City. Of course you are. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs there. Yeah. And, and to me, honestly, this feels a little bit like the 2018 Super Bowl that we had with the Patriots and the Rams where every sharp better, like all the sharp betters will tell you, 
Rams are the side. The Rams are the side. And then every public person said, I'm going with New England. I'm not going to fade Belichick. I'm not going to fade Brady. No, they were only fading Brady. Belichick didn't exist. I don't even think Belichick was there at that game. I think he missed that day. He was out sick that day. (laughs) He was watching with me. He was out sick that day. Belichick (laughs) missed that day. He called in sick that day at that Super Bowl. I forgot about that. He He was sick all week. He never did the game plan either that week. We'll tell tell my man on 98.5. He was out that week. He was out. He missed that game. You hearing us, Felker? (laughs) He missed that game. Well, Felker would say, well, he was good then, but now he's not any good. Okay, I got he, he that. He forgot football. He forgot football. He just <laughs> he got he went through the stupid wash. You know, he got himself dumb. Yeah, Bill missed but, that game. He missed that game. But but that game. You know the other game he missed too, which was fascinating. I don't know which how one? they was four fifty one when he didn't call timeout. Oh, that's yeah, right. the, the guy that was representing yeah, yeah. him, the, his imposter on the sideline. That yeah, he missed that <laughs> one. Super Bowl forty nine. Yeah, yeah, Seahawks. Right. And, Seahawks missed and, and that and the one Patriots. too. Yeah, uh, uh, Brady obviously caught the interception there at the end. No of the question. Game. Yeah, he did that. So yeah. that was that, that was a remarkable thing there. That's why he won MVP I mean, of the Super Bowl. I mean, look, I, I, we're kidding about Brady here, and I love Tommy to death. I think he's the greatest. He is. I made him number one in the football done right but even Brady's doesn't understand it I mean you read that quote by Brady on his podcast about with Jim Gray he said hey I don't get it but there's a lot of things about the NFL I don't get see Brady's so smart he gets the NFL is more political than the fans think it is he gets it he gets it that it's more about guard your desk than people think it is I mean which is pretty astute for a guy that wasn't on the inside of the league in terms of the front in the building you know understanding it that's how that's how smart Brady is like Brady gets it the political, the politicalness that goes on, if that's yeah. a word, politicalness. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, it's kind of like a lot of jobs here if, if you're able to kind of handle things from a political standpoint. The quote that Brady said is, quote, I don't know the criteria for hiring these guys, <laughs> for hiring coaches. I've never been a part of it. I mean, I'm surprised that the greatest coach ever doesn't have a job, absolutely. Well, but I'm surprised by a lot of things in the end. Well, the greatest absentee coach, because he never really was there, right? Fagler will tell you he's never there. He was an absent. I mean, there's a substitute teacher that came in. What do they pay substitute? Like 55 a day? Is that what they get? Plus expenses? Felger was coaching, actually. Yeah, actually. He, well, <laughs> all the wins he was coaching on, right? He's a ge- I told him on the broadcast, I said, you're a genius with an eraser. I told him that. I saw his eraser sitting over there. He had a big one of those Catholic school erasers over there. Now I know where he got it from. The Ticonderoga number two pencil. Well, with, with the eraser on top of the eraser. That's when you know you're a genius with an eraser, when you put an eraser on top of an eraser. Shout out our guys on 98.5 here. But I'm going with Kansas City. I hope they play the clip. I appreciate them. (laughs) They shared it all over social media there. But it does feel like to me like, a lot of sharp betters and a lot of respected betters they do are. like the 49ers. I mean, all the big bets. I don't know if you've seen it. DraftKings posted about it yesterday. 500000 on Niners money line there to win four hundred k. Like A lot of big bets are on the Niners, but a lot of the public kind of smaller you bets know, are on funny. Kansas You know, it's funny. When Peter was on the, on the show the yesterday, Elliot, I don't know if you heard him, but he said Kyle and him were talking about betting. And Kyle <laughs> said to him, he, he said. He wants to enter this racket? No, no. Kyle <laughs> said, I don't understand how anybody bets on anything, because I think I'm fairly well knowledgeable, probably not as much as the crew at 98.5, the two silent guys and Fegler, you know, not as much as them. However, I'm going to call them the silent angels. Anyway, you know, and so and so he said, I don't know how anybody plays this. I don't know how anybody does this because because I can't tell you what's going to happen during a game, and I'm probably well prepared for it. More prepared than any of us. You know, and then I said to I said to Peter, I said, look, I, I wish we would have filmed this. I really do. And, and I say in this with complete honesty on my granddaughter, who I love more than anything in the world, I say this as a fact. The night before the game, in any game, whether it's season, whether it was week four or whether it was the Super Bowl against Atlanta or the Super Bowl against 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 the, the Seattle, mm-hmm. the Belichick game, the team to tell the coach to tell the coaches how the game is going to go. 
should have been filmed every time because it is dead on right. It's never wrong. It is never wrong. It's dead on how the game's going to go. It's a unique ability. He's got some crystal ball he looks at, uh, probably different than the one on 98.5, but, but he can do that. And so it's interesting how Kyle said he would never be able to do those things. And I think Tariko said the same thing. It's funny. Tariko kind of alluded to this when he talked about how when he did the show in Super Bowl, Pittsburgh versus Seattle, Belichick basically gave him all that. So I, I'm with you. I, I, on paper, it's easy to take KC. Yeah. But I can't believe San Francisco is going to play this bad. Yeah, and I know you like Christian McCaffrey for MVP. I like him all. You think he's going to be the focal point? I think the they'll, they'll they'll refuse to give it to Purdy. I mean, Purdy could throw for 800 yards, rush for 700, you know, and and they said no, it's, he managed the game. I mean, he managed the game. <laughs> That's been a whole thing. Did you see Cam? I don't. I heard he was roaming around here. I on hope Radio I want to see Cam. Big Cam. I, 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 I love Cam. I heard, I heard he was here yesterday. I didn't get a chance I love to see him. Cam. I, wasn't here I would love to so. see Big Cam. He was on with Dan Patrick talking about kind of clearing the air about the whole. I think I think Cam thing. gets it. I mean, look, yeah. look, the guy is good. You say what you want about Purdy. Purdy's going to be good next year. He's good to, whether he plays good in the Super Bowl or not. He's going to be good. A lot of guys don't play good in the Super Bowl. A lot of guys don't play good in the, the, the divisional round or the championship yeah. round, and he was able to at least play well when it mattered most there. So uh, you like Christian McCaffrey. I like Travis Kelsey there for I the do MVP. Too. I think yeah, he could be. Oh, it, you it, like him for the MVP? For huh? MVP, yeah. I, I, I like him on his. I like I like Kittle on his over number on on receiving Kittle, yards too. Kittle over receiving yards. Yeah, I do. I think they're gonna throw the ball. You gotta have to throw the ball in the middle of the field. You know, I think Kittle's a really good option. I think when you watch the Buffalo tape, Kincaid. And, and Dawson, they both were able to make some plays in that. I think Kittle can. I think Kyle's got to spread them out a little bit. I really do. I think if you pack it in there and keep it tight in tight formations, it, gets the, it makes it easier for them to kind of manipulate their blitzes. Do you, I guess, Pacheco. Everybody has loved Isaiah Pacheco because of the Niners' run defense and what we've seen so far in this playoffs. Are you on that bandwagon as well with Pacheco over rushing yards? It, every time it looks too easy, it isn't, right? To me, it looks too easy. It does look good. I, I think they got to put Chase Young on the bench and put a bigger, stronger guy over there. I think the guy that they actually Would they missed, do that? Oh, I think they will. I mean, this. what do you care? This is the this is the end of the it's year. Terrible. I mean, I know we want to treat the players nicely, and we don't want to make them upset, and RC we want to go to Dairy Queen afterwards yep. after the game. You know, we treat it. We were too hard on Mac. We weren't nice to him, even though he's throwing 17 interceptions. We need to be nicer, you know, and we need to really respect it, and you know, and all that. But I, I think why wouldn't you bench him? He can't. He didn't play the run worth a darn, you know. And yeah. so people are running on the edges. We had Herm Edwards on the on the show the other day, and he's like, "Look, they got to clean up their edges. You know, they got to be able to stay. You know, when you're an eight man front team, people think, well, that's going to stop the run. No, when you're an eight man front team, you have to have horizontal gap integrity and vertical gap integrity, which means you can't be on different levels because the back can come create levels. And if Young's running up the field and he's in an eight man front, he's not protecting that gap. Yeah, no, and, and we saw that a lot in the Detroit game there a couple of weeks ago. There, The Lions were able to run for a, a bunch of yards there on that. Any other props that you like? I know you and Russo, how's the contest coming down I to I don't it? know. He came are on the guys, show the other day, you, and you, I think I'm good? up by 30 points. If I'm up, I'm just picking everything he picks. I'm not going to fall in that <laughs> trap again. Like, I'm not doing that. Last year I had a big lead, and I, and I was like, after I left, I was flying back to here from Phoenix, and I said to Millie on the plane, I'm like, I'm an idiot. I should have just done what he did, and I would have won the thing. Just you know? go ahead and, 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 now, and, and then I didn't, out. and he came. I came from behind. I had him beat. You know, I was over there, and I was this and that. He's so good. He's so he good. He went to Sinatra's last night. With did Steve, he? He went to Sinatra's with Stephen A. Did he get the Ville Parmesan? What did I don't know get? what he got. I had a, of course, I'm his concierge. 
Did you know that? I had to set up the reservation. God bless you, man. I, I mean, I'd have set it up. I love it. He's so good. Have you done McAfee yet? No, I haven't done him yet. I've, I saw Diggs. I saw Gump, but I haven't seen – I haven't gone over the crew. I've been I, – I can't – I've been doing other things, hopefully today or tomorrow. Okay. There, there you go. Well, Super Bowl week has been rolling along. It's been a blast, honestly. I, and we'd be remiss if we didn't thank all of the people that have been helpful in setting this up for, yeah. for us. I mean, it's Derek been terrific. And the, the V-Sync crew. I mean, terrific. we got Ken back. Thank God we got yes. Ken back. I mean, the whole place was going to fall apart without Ken. Ken and Dez, Dez, they had a baby, and the whole they goddamn decent thing almost shut down. <laughs> well, Ken, Ken, you said that Ken needs to go out to Jersey, right? Ken's got to come to Jersey He's and fix it. I mean, we were operating on a, sh- a shoe, a soup can, and strings when Ken and Dez left. I mean, we barely could do anything. It was unbelievable. <laughs> we, we, we were now we're on this nice set. I mean, look at us. <laughs> you know, we got we got we got people who are actually bringing us coffee. Like I, I, somebody, I don't drink coffee. They asked me, they said, "Hey, Femi, do you want a coffee?" I was like, "I'm all right." Well, you showed up I've late never... for the pod, which is obviously you've <laughs> turned into a diva. Now I'm I'm waiting on you like patience <laughs> on a monument here. You know, <laughs> last night I was at the Aria. I was playing blackjack. Juju Smith Schuster, same table. We're hanging out there. Did you talk to him? Did he tell you Belichick didn't show up all year? <laughs> we didn't talk football. We, didn't, we, we just talked blackjack there. Yeah. We were able to get out of there alive. You know what? America. My dad used to watch America's Most Wanted on TV. He used to watch America's Most Wanted on TV every Saturday. Made my mother go home all the time to watch it. Maybe we'll put Bill on that. Maybe they can find Bill where he is. My prediction, Elliot, wants our prediction. I yes. said 27-23 yep. Niners. And Do I, was, I feel great about it? No. I will say 24-20 Kansas City Chiefs there. I'm not – Betting against Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that's the yeah, easy one. I, I'm, not, I'm not betting against He's the best player in the sport. He's the best player in the sport, so uh, I'm not going to go against him. But honestly, it's, it's been a fantastic you. week, though, here in Las Vegas. It's been a lot of fun here. Michael, I'm sure you've enjoyed it as I well. I love it. Yeah, we'll Restaurant see. We'll be back at the Circa. We'll be back at the Saturday Circa on morning. Saturday morning. Lombardi Saturday line. morning, yep. And then Sunday, Monday we'll do the pod from there, too. We will, oh, Monday you'll be here as well? I'm not, I can't go anywhere Monday. Elliot won't let me go home yet. i got to go home <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, and we're off on Thursday. No pot. We're going to do a pot on Monday, and then we're going to take a little bit of a, a second pot, and then we'll be back to the following Monday. We'll Assuming that you can fit it into your schedule, and you'll be on time. If traffic is okay, I'll right. make it there. All right. All right. That does it here for the GM Shuffle Podcast. Thank you to everybody that was here, a part of the DraftKings Beeson crew. We obviously, Ken Des did a tremendous job here. Our producer, Elliot Bubba. Brian Rogers. Brian Rogers, John Goulet. I mean, Caesar. We got Luke, Jeremy. I mean, the whole Caesar entire Caesar took good notes for me, I hope. So we're all good. <laughs> we'll talk about that after we get done. Here, all right, that does it for us here on the GM Shuffle.